Hello. That's loud. If you wouldn't. Just an announcement to if you want to initiate.
All right. So good afternoon, everyone. I want to be prompt because I know it is Friday, though it is Friday the 13th. <laughs> so um, I wanted to welcome you to the 2020 General Assembly kickoff meeting. For you, those of you who do not know me, my name is Gwen Kennedy, and I'm the legislative liaison. I actually work out of the Office of the County Administrator, and I help um, the board both develop and implement their state and federal programs. With me and who's going to be speaking also today is Will Smith. He's the management fellow from Finance and Budget, and so he's going to be helping me a little bit with the presentation today. So there's a few things that we want to go over on our agenda. So we are going to, in the next hour, we're really going to hopefully give you a better understanding of the overall processes at play that are happening during the legislative session. So you're really here today because your department heads have designated you as someone to provide input on uh, legislation on behalf of the department during the session. So that's how you got, mysteriously got an email from me, was that you were designated by your department to provide that input. So first of all, I want to ask how many of you, this is your first time that you'll be providing input for legislation? Okay. So this is exactly why we do this training every single year, is so that we can give you a, a really good overview of a few things. First, we're going to provide an overview of the General Assembly and the legislative process in Virginia. So I didn't grow up in Virginia, so I know that it, I think it helps to understand what we're dealing with and why we're asking you to do what you're doing by understanding how the process works. As part of that, I'm actually going to also talk about the dynamics of the 2020 General Assembly session and some legislation we um, know will be um, introduced during that time. And that's only just a, a little bit of what we know. Next, I'm going to talk about an overview. I'm going to give an overview of the internal county process and your role in providing feedback. And then Lastly, Will will go over how to effectively use what we call the legislative bill review system for the session and will provide a live demonstration of the system. So we're going to have an opportunity for you to ask questions um, at the end of each section of the agenda. So if you would just hold until then. This is your opportunity to ask questions. You can always contact me later, but um, feel free to ask me whatever you want. I don't know if that was a good invitation, but. So first of all, the thing to know is that Virginia is a Dillon Rule state. So Dillon Rule state means that the general premise is that a local government only has those powers expressly provided by the state legislature. So Loudoun can only do those things that the state legislature has said we can do. And the GA consists of two houses, the House of Delegates and um, the Senate. So the House of Delegates is, has 100 members. They serve for a period of two years. And the Speaker of the House is the presiding officer of the House of Delegates. And that person is very important because <laughs> they have power in the sense that they are the ones who get to assign all the bills to committees, and they also assign who the committee chairs are. So that person, and they, and they provide, preside over the daily session. So I'm going to talk a little bit about who that person is a little later, but um, that, that it's an important role. The uh, Senate um, is made up of 40 members, 
and they each serve for a period of four years. And the lieutenant governor, who is elected at who's elected at large across the state, provides presides over the Senate. So that is his main role. And um, the Senate represents about 200 citizens. So in Loudoun, we have seven delegates and four senators. So 11 total representation out of the 140 that represent Loudoun County. So, quick question. Can anyone name any of our representatives? All right. So, Jerry got, Delegate LaRock is one of them. So I'm not gonna actually go through all of them. I just wanted to see if some of you knew who they were. But they are actually listed on the Loudon.gov legislative website. So all of their contact information is listed there and that will change in January. So, um, so the General Assembly actually has a biennial budget, which means it's every two years. That process is pretty extensive. It starts happening in the summer and goes through um, the fall. And actually, the, the governor will be introducing his budget next week. Uh, so we're, when, when the budget is introduced, we're actually doing all the work on the budget the same time we're doing all the work on the legislation. And um, that means when the, the budget is introduced, it then goes to the money committees. The money committees do their work on it. The, all the members of the House uh, or Senate can recommend amendments. So all of that stuff is things that we're going to be reaching out to you potentially about to see how it might impact your department if it does. So I just wanted to let you all know a little bit about that. Okay. So the legislative process is pretty extensive. Um, what happens is, in general, you have to have a Senate or delegate be interested in a piece of legislation. They ask the Division of Legislative Services to draft that. That's the, their attorneys for the state. And once that legislation is introduced, it's, the, it's introduced or called filed. Once it's filed, the Speaker of the House or the, the Senate clerk are going to send it to committee. In total, the Senate has 11 committees and the House has 14. And, but the House also has a subcommittee structure. So under those 14 subcommittees, there also could be two or three or four. I mean, those House committees, there could be two or three or four subcommittees. So that process is how we, work, we start working through. So it goes to committee. It's then it's docketed. And then once it's docketed, that's when it's heard and testimony is heard. So if the county has any issues with particular legislation, or is in support of particular legislation, that's our opportunity to voice that to the legislature in addition to meeting with people one-on-one. -on -one. So once they, uh, if they approve the bill with or without amendments, it then goes to a floor and it has over three days has to be read. The first day is a constitutional reading. The second day is a, is a reading, an, another reading, but then amendments can be offered and the third day is when they take a final vote. So that also is important to us because if we're trying to kill a bill or do something, it gives us a little bit of time, or we need to amend something, it gives us a little bit more extra time on the floor to try to do that also. Once the bill is um, passed by that respective house, 
it then sits there until what we call crossover. So the House passes their bills, the Senate passes their bills, and then they cross over to the other side, and the whole process happens again. And then at the end, assuming that they're not different, they are then signed and enrolled and then sent to the governor. If a bill, if the versions that pass the House and Senate are different, then they actually go to conference. And so there are three, three or four members from each um, the House and Senate that meet and kind of hash out the, the discussions of the bill. And this is important for the budget, too, because the budget is a bill. And so when the budget's happening, also at the end of the budget, when there's differences between the House and Senate versions, then they're going to hash it out through a, a committee like that, the conference committee. The governor can always sign a bill, veto a bill, not sign it, then it can become law, or he can make amendments. If he vetoes or makes amendments, it comes back to reconvene session, which always happens six Wednesdays after the, um, after the session had ended. One thing that's important for you to note is that most bills become effective July 1, unless there is an emergency clause. So if there's an emergency clause, they're actually usually active upon passage, but if not, they're all effective July 1. And then, um, so, that, so that gives us time to react, to basically put things in place before legislation becomes active in the General Assembly. So in 2019, there were 3,128 bills that were introduced, 854 approved, and 206 that were continued to next session. This is important. This happened when there were bill limits. So last year, the Senate had 25 bills they could introduce, and the House had 15. This year, there's no bill limits. So it's going to be a very, very interesting year um, for that reason. I just wanted to go over a little a schedule for, with you real quick, just some dates that are important to know. Next week is December 17th. The governor's going to introduce his budget. We'll start reviewing that budget with departments um, to see the impacts that they have and to look at look at it against the um, board's funding priorities. January 8th is actually when session begins and the pre-file deadline. Pre-file is important in the sense that legislators can pre-file as many bills as they want by the first day of session, but after that, they only can file five in the House and ten in the Senate. So they become very picky about who they're, who they're giving bills to. Um, January 17th is that deadline by which everything has to be filed. Uh, February 6th is just important because that's a huge lobbying day for local governments that will be down there. And then February 12th is um, crossover. So that's where the bills cross over to the other side and go through the same process. March 7th is when session ends, and reconvene session is April 15th. So that's just important to keep on your calendar. All right, so some of the dynamics at play. So if you didn't know, there was an election that happened this year. And um, with that election, there was a majority change in both the House of delegates in the Senate. So now the Senate has 21 Democrats and 19 Republicans. The House has 55 Democrats and 45 Republicans. What that means is that there is also a change in leadership. And, um, and what is good for Northern Virginia is the fact that Northern Virginia is going to be predominant in the senior leadership this year. 
So um, the new Speaker of the House, who I mentioned, is Eileen Filler-Corn. She is from the Fairfax area. She will be the Speaker for the House of Delegates. Um, the Money Committee chairs are all from Northern Virginia, House Appropriations Chair, um, House Finance Chair and Senate Finance Chair, all from Northern Virginia. Um, and a lot of the most, if you look at all the committees, a lot of the most senior members of the committees are from Northern Virginia. So there's a, lot, there's a good chance that a lot of the leadership will be from Northern Virginia, though we expect there's going to be some, obviously, deal struck because they're not going to give all the committee chairs to, to Northern Virginia. So it's actually, we're in a good place um, in the General Assembly. Uh, so that's something that's good. But it's definitely going to be playing. So there's going to be a lot of major topics that are occurring during the 2020 session. I can't list all of them, but I listed a lot here. So if you read through these, you're going to probably notice that something is going to impact your department and that this is the reason why we have this system and why we're reaching out to you. Things that aren't on here, there's going to be a lot of probably environmentally energy-focused bills that are going to be introduced. Um, we definitely will see gun legislation. We'll see, a, we're going to see a big push for more K-12 through funding. We're going to see things like peer-to-peer -peer vehicles, which is a tax issue, um, tax reform, transportation, sustainability funding, Children's Services Act. Um, we probably will, we might see some um, additional items as well. So there's going to be a lot of things um, at play during session. So with that, I will let um, Will will has a microphone, so it would be helpful for you to ask any questions in the microphone so everyone can hear you. I'd be happy to answer them. Does anyone have questions? Can we ask questions about the major topics? Like, I don't know what some of them mean. Um, sh sure. Or is now not the time? Um, you can ask me. I don't know if I can um, answer, what but are, I'll try. What are driver privilege cards? Okay. Um, actually, driver privilege cards are something the board talked about this year during um, one of their meetings. It's um, giving people who can't get driver's licenses the ability to to have a, a driver privilege card. And there's a process by which you can do that through the, the legislature and through code. Okay. So that's the simplest way. It's more complicated than that. But if you go to the September 19, 2019 board item, it's all written up there. So, Issa. Um, how is it determined what bills you'll see come through the system? We're going to talk about that right coming up. <laughs> so good, good lead question. Do we have any other questions? Hopefully that wasn't too fast. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk about how the overall... Uh, the, uh, give an overview of the internal process and your role in providing feedback. So we're going to answer your question right now, Lisa. So um, first I just want to talk about how the, the development of the program starts. So the process really is an all-year-round process. Um, 
for the board's legislative program. But the board's legislative program is made up of four different components. It has a priority statement section, which kind of lists the board's priorities in relation to transportation issues, state funding, taxing authority, and, and land use. I'm missing one. And land use. Um, they also have a set of priority initiatives. Those are actual code changes that the board asks for. So we, um, our team, legislative team, actually goes out to get patrons for those bills, in, um, which are members of our delegation, and they patron that legislation on behalf of the county. We then also have what we call administrative initiatives. These are items that are administrative in nature and are actually either agency issues or administrative issues that are basically policy-based. So you're not, in order to, to fix what we need to fix, it's not about going to the legislature to fix it. It's actually going to the, to the agency and to the administration to fix it. So those are administrative initiatives. A lot of those we have now are transportation-related. And then lastly, we have policy statements. These are important for us, especially on the team, because what these do is they allow us to react to legislation. They're general statements of opposition or support for particular issues, and we can respond to legislation we see that's introduced in the General Assembly based on those. So that's important because when we, the more policy statement type stuff we have, then we already know board direction, and we can act on that based on board direction. Um, if not, we have to, to get board direction, and I'm going to explain how that's going to work. Oh, the, the one thing to tell you is that the legislative team is cons, cons, comprised sorry, of myself, Will, and we also have a set of lobbyists that we work with called Hefty, Wiley, and Gore in Richmond. So if you hear Jeff Gore, Roger Wiley, Stan Tradiak, these are the people that we're working with in Richmond during session. All right, so just a timeline on the, the state legislative program process. So we actually start, so session will end in March, reconvene session in April, and by April I'm really trying to talk to department heads about what legislative initiatives you might be thinking of for next year. Because we need um, that, for we get those initiatives from both the departments and the board uh, by mid-June. And then we're vetting, those we're vetting that legislation by looking at the legislative history, figuring out if it's been tried before, and then also um, determining, talking to stakeholders, so people that might have an interest in that, what they think about that legislation. So once we do that, we help develop the appropriate language with, the, um, with your department head, and then we're going to review that with the chair and vice chair. So... The process, um, the rules of order for the board require that the chair and vice chair, they serve as the legislative um, contacts for um, the legislative process. That means everything that we're doing is running through the chair and vice chair of the board first before it gets to the board. So we're having those conversations with them, we're reviewing the policies, and then that's what actually gets into a draft program and is provided to the board the second business meeting in September. We finalize that draft program usually at a public hearing in October, and then it's revised as necessary both in November and December. So that's where we have gotten to. All right. So legislation, this is really important for, 
for you and why you're here. Legislation is often introduced in two very distinct waves. And that has to do with what I had talked about before about pre-filing and when the final deadlines are. So pre-filing is always the first day of session. So everyone has like through November and December to, to really file legislation, but they all wait until the three days <laughs> before session starts. So we see thousands of bills all come in at the same time the three days before session. Then um, we see another distinct wave after the 17th. So that following week, the next three days, we're going to see another wave of bills that have been finalized and are going to be filed. So those are the time frames in which you are going to be asked to review legislation. So that's something for you to keep in mind. And it is, for some, it's a, it's a, it's a lot, we, depending on what's happening. Um, but let me explain like how we go through that process. So first when we, I am scanning every single bill in the system. And when we look at it, first of all, we're going to say, does it fit a board priority or statement? So we have that legislative program I just talked about, right? So I'm going to say, does it fit a policy statement in there already? Does it fit a board priority? If it does, I already know what the board wants to do with that because we already have the background information and we know what to do. If not, then I say, does it, can it have an impact on the county? Based on, I've been here about 12 years. I have some general knowledge. <laughs> about what goes on. I've been um, doing this for a while. So I, we talk about whether it has impact. If we think it has impact, we have a conversation with our lobbyists. And then we say, can it move? So this is where it's going to become trickier this year. So whether it moves or not is based on past legislative history and past action. You have now have new leadership. You now have new committee structures. It's a lot different. It will be a lot different. So the way we thought things might move in the past, might, we might not be as sure. So if we're not sure, we're going to probably send you a bill. So please be patient with us. I'm asking you because you might look at this bill and be like, why do they think this impacts us? This, this has nothing to do with what I do. We don't know that because we're not the subject matter experts. That's why we're coming to staff and we're asking you as a subject matter experts to provide that input to us. Oh, the one thing to also talk about there is that, just so you know, we're also cross-referencing all the bills that we're looking at with, with Virginia Association of Counties, Virginia Municipal League, um, people like that. How many of you are actually part of an a professional association? Okay, there's a lot of you, okay. So if your professional association is tagging you on something and you haven't seen it come through, that means we don't know about it. So you need to reach out to me and say, hey, there's this bill. I, I think it might have an impact on the county, but I haven't seen it. We should probably look at that. So it's partly, um, it, this is a whole team effort. Um, it, this, the legislative process, it's all of us in this room, all of you who are live, watching the live stream right now. That's, um, this is a team effort to make sure that we're catching all the things that might impact the county and providing that input where we need to.
So the internal review process happens once we have gone through those steps to make determine whether it can impact the county and it's going to move, we're actually going to assign it into the legislative bill review system. And that's where staff is going to review it and provide input. And Will's going to talk about how that works in a little bit. Um, so when, you, when a bill is actively or supported by staff, that's flagged by the team. So we'll, we'll talk about how, that's gonna, how you would do that, but we are constantly running reports at the beginning and the end of each day to determine what bills are being actively supported or opposed by staff. So please, I know there are some cases where people might put general interest and then be like, this bill is really not good for the county because it does this, this, and this. If that's the case, that means you really don't like it, so oppose the bill, because that's how we're, we're tagging it to make sure that we're catching what we need to catch, okay? So you have been given authority by your department head to provide input, so please do that and let us know what um, the concerns are or what might be great about the bill that would really help the county. So we always concentrate a lot on the concerns, but there's also things that we could be supporting that are great for the county and that would make um, operations work a lot more effectively. Um, so again, once we flag those, we have a weekly call with our lobbyists and um, with the, the chair and vice chair of the board. We go through those items that haven't, aren't currently in the program or fit any program item, and we bring those to their attention. And if they in going through what we're doing, and then we bring those positions before the board at a business meeting for a discussion. So I'm in front of the board every meeting in January, March, in April, January, February, and March, um, bringing these issues to the board's attention. And then once we have those positions, those outcomes are then communicated to the members of our delegation and with other GA members. So if there's, we're going to go to committees, um, we'll go to committee chairs, we'll go to committee members trying to either get amendments or kill a bill or support the bill. Um, we'll testify on it, um, do, provide testimony on it. So that's kind of how the, the process works. All right, questions? Jerry, wait, can you, can you? Are we going to have meetings like, you, before we've had like the environmental type meeting, is that going to be broken into groups or? Only if necessary. So I'm going to be, um, I'm going, so we did have a group that was um, environmental agencies from the different departments. So we'll only pull that together if we need to, but We'll show you, there's some changes to the system that we've done, and the whole point of those changes is that everyone can see everyone's comments that are reviewers, and so we should be able to fix some of, we should be able to see what everyone is doing by doing it that way. And so if I need to pull groups together, or and it could be any group together, um, we'll do that as necessary. That's one thing that's important to explain, is that if there's a discrepancy in, a discrepancy with comments in the system. Say one department thinks the bill is great and it does this for the county, but another department says it does this for the county and they don't agree. 
So we work on that. I pull you together, and we have conversations and work through that as part of our figuring out our response based on the bill. So don't feel like your your voice will be heard. We'll, we need to make we will be making sure that if it's impacting one department different than another, that we're addressing those issues as we go along. Okay. Thanks, Gwen. Have you taken the temperature of the new board members re relative to the what was passed already this year as your legislative program? Essentially, what I'm saying there's change in Richmond, there's change in Loudoun. The new board, um, perhaps, new direction, I'm not, um, I'm not sure. So that's a good point. So what has to happen in January is that the board has to re-adopt the legislative program that was before because it's a new board. Um, I think that, it, I, I can't predict that. I know that there will be some, uh, most likely some additions, um, but I don't see any significant changes as of yet, not that I'm aware of. But they will definitely let me know. So. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Will, who is going to talk about how to effectively use the legislative bill review system. Hello, can you hear me? Okay. All right, so hi, my name is Will Smith. Um, again, I am the management fellow with management and budget. Um, I'll be working with Gwen throughout the legislative session this year. Um, and so today I'm here to talk to talk about the legislative bill review system. Um, I'm going to go over what the system is, what it's used for, uh, and what your role is as a county employee. Um, and then at the end of my slides, I'll be going through a live demonstration so that it, you guys can sort of visualize it and it'll make more sense. Um, so the legislative bill review system, it is what the county uses to internally review each bill. Uh, through the collection of county staff input and review. Um, these comments are important because they provide um, help to inform county uh, positions and actions regarding pending legislation. Um, and it's fairly straightforward to find. Um, you just go to the Loudoun County Internet homepage, you click on resources, and then you select legislative bill review. Um, it's pretty straightforward. However, when you log in, you're going to use your Loudoun County uh, government email address. Um, the password is not going to be the same. You have to create a new password. Um, and so to do this, you'll uh, go through the forgot password process. It'll send you a new one to your email. Um, and then you'll use that one to log in. And then from there, you can change your password uh, to whatever you would like. So, OK, so you're. Uh, each of you guys will have a personal bill page. Um, this one will have uh, individual bills that will be assigned to you specifically. Um, it's going to have two sections. Um, they're both pretty straightforward as well. Um, you're going to have bills to be reviewed. Um, and these uh, are assigned to reviewers and a response is needed. Um, you're, you're also going to have uh, bills completed. Um, this is just going to list each bill that you have reviewed fully. Um, and so one thing that we'll go over later on, um, so there are two types of uh, uh, reviewers. There's reviewers and viewers. And just quickly, viewers can no longer edit both um, 
edit bills after they have been completed. So if you're a viewer, um, you will not have bills show up and your bills completed so that you can edit them. Um, as far as build type features, uh, here are a few um, items that I want to go over as well. Um, so these, this is all just information that's relevant to the bills that have been assigned to you. Uh, it's it's going to show you the type of bill, the version of the bill, um, the date, and that is the date in which it has been assigned within the system. Um, the patron, and that is the delegate or senator who has um, who is responsible for the bill, the committee code, and then the relates to and comment. Um, and this is just a, a short snippet um, that discusses what the bill is about and what it hopes to accomplish. And so the bill type, um, this is what I had mentioned before. Um, so, so there are six types here. There are House and Senate bills, House and Senate joint resolutions, and House and Senate resolutions. Um, you all in this room will mostly see House and Senate bills. However, uh, there will be some uh, joint resolutions and re resolutions assigned to you as well. Um, these resolutions mostly deal with studies, but they could still be assigned to you. So... Uh, and so, again, the version of the bill is pretty straightforward. Uh, this refers to the version of the bill uh, or budget language. Um, and it's going to change throughout the session as the session moves on and progresses and as each um, bill moves through the legislation process. So, And so this will show up on your homepage as well. Um, this will be attached to each bill. Uh, and these are the Senate committee codes. Um, each bill you are assigned will list its committee. Um, and again, House committee codes, it's the same thing. Um, and there are 14, I believe there are 11 Senate committee codes and 14 House committee codes. Uh, and then so here are the bill page features. Um, each bill that you're assigned, it's going to have the date, the patron, uh, the relates to section, and then the comment. Um, uh, the legislative team will be making these comments, um, so you will not be responsible for those, but you will be responsible for um, directing your attention to the comment. Uh, and so here is, I'm going to talk about bill review for a second as well. Um, so in order, to under, in order to know that you have a bill that you are responsible for reviewing, you're going to get an email uh, notification that you have a bill that is assigned to you. Um, 5 p.m. at 5 p.m. each day unless the bill is considered urgent. Um, if the bill is considered urgent, it's going to have a, a little yellow symbol um, next to it in the LBRS homepage. Um, and it's, it's important that you complete this review ASAP. Um, yeah. And then, so bill review needs to be completed within one to two business days with the exception of that, of that urgent bill. Um, it's just important that you can, you can complete an urgent review as soon as possible, but regardless, within one to two business days. Um, and so, so this is what I was mentioning before. You'll be, you're going to be asked to view or review a bill depending on which um, role you have within the system. Um, so a viewer did not exist last year if you used the system last year. Uh, reviewer did, re, the reviewer role did not exist. Um, this is a major change to the system and how the county, re how the county review system works. Um, 
So the department head, as Gwen had mentioned before, the department head determines which you are, whether you're a reviewer or a viewer. Um, and so the difference, reviewers assigned by department head are providing the position on behalf of the department, and the viewers provide comments in order to inform that position. Um, it's going to make a bit more sense when we can go through it on the screen so you can visualize it. Um, okay. And so here are the steps, as I mentioned, the responsibilities uh, for the reviewer and the viewer vary very slightly, but it still is you know, important that we note it. Um, so if you're, whether or not you're a reviewer or a viewer, you're going to select um, the option that is uh, pertinent to you. If you're a reviewer, you're going to select one of four position options. Um, and these position options range from no interest, general interest, actively support, and actively oppose. Um, and whether or not you choose actively support or actively oppose, uh, you need a comment um, justifying your position on that. But if you select no interest or general interest, it's not uh, necessary to provide a comment. Um, and then the next step, uh, both the reviewer and the viewer have this responsibility. You're going to answer two impact questions. Um, and these questions relate to whether or not the legislation impacts the county operations and whether or not the legislation fiscally impacts the county. Um, and then the next step for the reviewer, uh, you can notify the legislative liaison, which is Gwen, um, and if you choose to do that, it is because the legislation is uh, concerning, and if it is, if you deem it concerning, it'll go directly to Gwen. <clears throat> and then the next step, uh, which is um, both the reviewer and the viewer are responsible for this next step, um, they're going to be asked to provide a written expl explanation for your uh, response, um, and then you'll click submit. Um, so it's... It'll all make sense. It'll make more sense when I can show it on the screen. Um, it's a bit hard to visualize it as I'm speaking up here. But. And so when you, if you're a reviewer, uh, taking a position, as I had mentioned previously, there are four uh, options for positions to take on a bill. No interest, general interest, actively support, and actively oppose. Uh, these positions... Uh, whatever position you take should be an informed decision based on your professional experience and judgment. Um, and this is important because these positions will serve as county staff recommendation to the Board of Supervisors. Um, yeah, so if you, if you choose actively support or actively oppose, uh, it must be accompanied by a response, a written response rather. Uh, the staff uses these responses to write board items, so be sure to be complete and thorough and detailed. Um, and be sure to explain your position, um, simply writing, this is good or this is bad. Um, go into a bit more detail than that. And then reviewing comments. Um, the system has been upgraded to allow you to see other staff's comments. Um, however, viewers can only see comments from their department and reviewers can see comments from all departments. Okay, and now hopefully it'll make more sense now that we can do a live demonstration of the system here.
Okay, so um, this is what the homepage is going to look like. Um, as I mentioned before, there are two uh, sections. So if you're a viewer, this is what you're only going to see the bills to be reviewed. Um, and as I had mentioned previously, um, okay. So yeah, so you're going to have two sections, bills to be reviewed and bills that have already been reviewed. Um, and as I had mentioned previously, it's going to see, you're going to have the bill number, the bill date, uh, the patron, the committee code. I believe this committee code is the Senate Committee on Privileges and Elections. Um, because as you can see, it relates to absentee voting. Um, and if Gwen can click on the, the bill link there. Okay. <laughs> Little technical difficulties here. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so um, if you log on to it yourself, you'll click that and it'll bring you to the actual uh, PDF of the bill um, and what's being proposed. Uh, so that's all that, that was going to be. Um, however, so if you're a reviewer, you'll go all the way to the right-hand side under action and click review. Um, and this will bring you to your response page. Um, and these are the items that I had mentioned previously. So you're going to uh, provide your position, and the, you, you'll choose over those four options. So we choose actively support this bill, and then whether or not it impacts county operations or fiscally impacts the county, we'll just click yes. Um, and we do not want to notify Gwen about this bill. Um, so right now she's just providing a response because she chose actively support or actively oppose. Um, and it doesn't have to be too long, but we do, again, want you to be a little bit detailed so that you know, we can sort of understand your your position a little bit better. Um, so I just want to stop for a second. It needs to be more detailed than what I just wrote. So <laughs> I'm just doing it as a sample so that you could do it. Um, but yes, please make it more detailed than this and provide the explanation of what's going on. Can you just hold questions to the end? Thank you. And then, so at, if you're a reviewer, you can click Submit and it'll show up under your bills reviewed. Um, and again, if you're a reviewer, you can go back and edit your response, um, and it'll bring up uh, what you had previously entered. However, um, if you do choose to edit your response, um, it'll just overwrite what you previously had. Um, so you won't, go, you won't be able to go back and see what you previously had once you submit this. Um, that's just gonna be the new response. Um, you can also click, also click view, um, and if you're a reviewer, it'll show all the responses from everyone within the county. Is that correct? Yeah. It'll show all the responses from everyone in the county who has reviewed that bill. Um, and now we're going to try to show the viewer page. Okay, here we go. So if you, and if you're assigned a assigned as a as a viewer rather. Um, the homepage is exactly the same. However, um, you don't have that bills completed section because once you submit it, uh, you won't be able to see it again. You won't be able to edit it again. Um, 
So you can click view. Um, and so, All right, cool. So this is what it's going to look like if you are a if you are assigned as a viewer. Um, so here we're missing that uh, that position response, um, and so all you have to do here is you're gonna and you're all, we're also missing the contact the legislative liaison function. Um, so as a viewer, all you have to do is select either yes or no for whether or not it impacts the county's operations or fiscally impacts the county, um, and then you can also provide a response. Um, a detailed response, um, and then you can click submit. Okay. And it's fairly straightforward. It, it doesn't take too long at all. Um, so let me explain why this was done and, and the change it was done. So last year, like Will said, we only had a reviewer. We did not have the view. But there are a lot of departments who want one person to be able to respond on behalf of that department. And so because of that, we created this system where a, you can, the viewer basically is feeding the information to the reviewer. The reviewer can see everyone's information and is then providing a response on behalf of the department. So that's why the system was created that way. We had some departments that were doing that on like spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff, but we wanted to make it easier for you to, for you to do that. So a viewer is really only going to see or should see the comments by their department within their department. And our reviewer is gonna be able to see everyone's comments, their department comments as within their department as well as everyone else's comments, if that makes sense. So. Does anybody have any questions? So, how do we know when to notify the legislative liaison? Do you have guidance? Yeah, I'll have some guidance for that. Okay, so if something is like critically an emergency, remember we're running reports every morning and afternoon. So if you're providing that response, I'm we're going to see it within the same day. But if it's something that is 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 critical, or maybe something your association has seen that they're like tagging you on that's saying it's really, really bad thing, then then tag me on it. So please do not 
hit the button for every piece of legislation that you review, I'm going to get a separate email. But we'll be seeing that because we're going to be running the reports every single day. It's just an option should something be that critical that you feel like we need to be notified immediately. Yeah. And then uh, in general, how many assignments can we expect to receive in early January slash around January 17th? Okay. So that's different for each person. Um, there are some people who got 100 bills. Missy, are you here? Missy reviewed over 100 bills last year on her own. So um, it really depends on what category. So your department head has categorized you in specific groups. And based on those groups, that's how we're assigning legislation. So we have like animal livestock group, animal domestic group. We have Children's Services Act. We have... Um, transportation roads, I'm just looking out at people. We have environmental health, we have um, permits. So we have all of these different groups and you're assigned to those. And so when a bill fits that group, I'm hitting that entire group. And that group is consistent, con consists of people across the entire um, county. So you're not going to be the only one in that group. There might be some budget people in the group and some other things, depending on how we have categorized that. So it's really dependent. Um, last year, I think I assigned total in the system of the 3,000, some bills, 415. So it's a, it runs about 13% that we're assigning into the system for review. So I think the last time I had a... a um, a long session, it might have been like 525. So we're going to try to reduce it as much as we can, and, and, we'll, and we'll work to do that. But again, it is going to be an influx, and you're going to see that right in those time frames. The only time you might see something different, um, which is not an introduced piece of legislation, is something that might have been an amendment, and we're realizing that that amendment might be that's something that's going on, we're not sure what it's going to do, we might resend out the bill so that you can review the amendment and let us know. The reason why it's important to use the system is that it gives us a legislative history. So there are a lot of times where a bill might have been introduced last year and this year, and I say, oh, wait, I remember that, and I just go already. I don't have to assign it in the system again. I just go to the comments from last year. I already know what the, what the issue is. It's the same exact identical bill. This is what staff said about it. Then I don't have to assign it. So that's kind of what's happening. And then final question. I, is it typical to receive multiple proposed bills for the same topic, like slight variations on each other? Same, yes, that could happen. Um, so when Will had talked before about that, when we had talked about the special comment field, I will try to note whether that has a companion bill and the number. A companion bill in our speak is basically the identical bill in the House or the Senate. So if it's a Senate bill, it might say companion bill, House bill, whatever. I only need comments on one of those bills, and I'll try to only assign one of them. But when we're getting in the the the, the groove of things, sometimes that slips through the cracks. Um, but there could be variations, and I've seen variations on that. And I, that, might, that might happen a lot, actually, this session, um, given the new structure. So.
a couple comments, Gwen. Thanks for the presentation and the overview. Um, one thing that I think would be helpful to us is some samples of very complete and comprehensive responses to inquiries on, on the legislation. If you've got some samples from last year, maybe Missy's got some since she did so many of them, she's probably the expert. And then the other thing I want to mention is, um, you'll probably mention this too, but the legislature doesn't close on our holidays. They're often in session, and so we might be getting bills on days that we have county holidays, I presume. So you're still looking for responses. Um, yes, to the best of your ability, but that shouldn't co- So that's only going to happen twice, It's gonna, but it will happen Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and that's going to be when you're going to see the influx. I mean, just do the best you can, and then... Um, We'll, we'll work with it. We're going to be so flooded with the first wave. By when the second wave comes, then we're kind of behind a little bit because we're going to be... And like I said, there are no bill limits. So I have no idea how many bills we're going to actually see. I'm guessing 3,000 plus, but it could be four. I don't know. Um, it just depends. So, Do you have any other questions? All right, so thank you for coming. I, I really do appreciate it. I hope this was helpful to you. We do have an evaluation form for you to fill out. Um, we try to do this every single year just to kind of prep um, for the next session and to get people ready. And uh, so you'll be seeing, actually, you'll probably start seeing bills next week. There's already a couple hundred that have already... <laughs> been filed into the system so you'll be starting to get bills from us okay thank you